Welcome back, everybody, to this bonus episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. <laughs> Try to work bonus in there as many times as I can. <laughs> uh, so we have a fun, different bonus episode for you today. And that is that we are joined by Ben, who is one of the co-creators of a card game called A Game for Good Christians. That Dedeker, you discovered this game a little mm-hmm. bit ago. Can you tell us a little bit about how you found it before we introduce Ben? Well, a couple bonus episodes ago, as listeners may recall, I believe we were looking into some of Ezekiel's misogyny, like you do, Mm. and looking into kind of what is the Christian narrative around this? What are people thinking about this? And I think just through a Google search was how I found A Game for Good Christians, because also on the site is a lot of really interesting commentary that was like this perfect mix of really good analysis with just enough snark that I was like, oh, I think these are this our works people. For us. Yeah. I think this works for us. <laughs> so, Ben, do you mind telling our listeners, first of all, just a little bit of the pitch of what is a game for good Christians? Sure. It is uh, sort of the Christian version of Cards Against Humanity, um, but with all of the horror of the Bible in it. Um, <laughs> actually, the game came to be, we were actually, this is, I was thinking about this yesterday, this is the uh, 10-year anniversary of oh, the week wow. oh, when it happened. Congratulations. Uh, yes, yeah, wow. so it's, it's amazing. Uh, we were playing Cards Against Humanity, a bunch of us, um, for a birthday party, and two cards came up that was just like biblical and spiritual in this really weird way, and a bunch of us sort of paused and said, what if the entire game was made of the Bible? Mm. And uh we like cleaned up from the party. I was actually one of the people who just sat down and started thinking about it and writing out cards. And my co-creator, about an hour later, because he had a, a drive to get home, calls me and goes, remember that idea about the whole... I'm like, stop talking. I've already written 20 cards. Let's make this happen. Um, so yeah, wow. <laughs> it's very similar to um, Cards Against Humanity and Apples to Apples, except all of the content from the cards come directly from the Bible. And we have the uh, passage at the bottom for those who don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, so to, to give our listeners a little bit of a sample, so I have a copy of the game with me. And so, yeah, just like Cards Against Humanity, you have your black cards and your white cards. So if I pick a black card, which is kind of like the prompt card, the one I have says, opening the Ark of the Covenant is sure to release blank. Oh. <laughs> now, listeners of our podcast will know we have our own fan theories about what's going to come out of the Ark of the Covenant. But for instance, if I just grab a white card at random, it could say something like, uh, let's find a funnier one. It could say something <laughs> like, eating the body and blood of our Lord and Savior. Oh, there you uh, go. And it includes the reference to that's in Luke 22, 17 to 23. Or, or, it could, or I might play a card yeah. that says, male prostitutes working the house of the Lord. Oh, that's I was a about good to play one. that card. Man. Um, <laughs> David carrying a warm sack of 200 foreskins. Oh, oh yes. yes. One of our okay. all-time oh, favorites. That's, love and then, that. And then Ben probably would have won that round because just, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like in Apples to Apples. or Foreskins trump everything. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Indeed. Uh-huh. Wow. I So, okay, you told us how this project came about and it's a 10-year anniversary. I have to say, because this is something that we worry about, I guess, a little bit on the show. Do you get criticism from people ever? Do you have people who've played the game or who've heard about it that are like, oh, this is blasphemous or something along those lines? That is the word of choice amongst other mm. ones you probably shouldn't use because my mom might hear this one day. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, though, we've gotten a lot less flack and criticism than we thought we were going to get. Um, this has been a hit amongst clergy and seminarians. Um, like Usually they have 
the, we'll get emails saying that we love your game, but we can't tell anyone about it. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. and, um, though we have had a few churches have used it for Bible studies. Um, wow. And one nice. person who wanted to use it for um, youth groups were like, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. You will lose <laughs> yeah. your Maybe job. Maybe not that. But yeah, no. When we get <laughs> criticism, it usually is, you are blasphemous and horrible people and you're trying to make money off of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're like, we think Jesus had a more of a sense of humor than you give him credit for, but hey, yeah. you do you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, two points about that. One of them being, you do give a very big caveat on the outside of the box. First of all, that it is age of 16 plus, so don't get any ideas. And then second, that the game does contain references to blood and gore, crude humor, drugs and alcohol, intense violence, sexual violence, extreme violence, suggestive themes, strong language, strong sexual content, and God as well. And I think that that's a that's a caveat we've always wanted to put on our podcast as well. When it's like we're literally just reading the Bible, and so mm. if you have someone in the room listening who's under the age of sixteen, if you have your kid with you, this is some intense stuff. You know, just because yeah. it's the Bible doesn't mean that it's mm. going to be okay. And then the second point is that that has been the surprising thing to us creating our show because kind of the same thing, right? Of we weren't setting out to to criticize the Bible, but we also weren't setting out to put the Bible on a pedestal. It's literally just let's read the source content. And it has been really interesting to see who comes in, who is drawn in by that. And even though we also take on a little bit of this snarky tone, a little bit of this having fun sort of tone, I've been surprised by how many, it seemed like actual Bible scholars and seminarians who have shown up to listen to the show and yeah. can both drop in a lot of really interesting information and facts and tidbits and um, etymology of particular Hebrew words and Greek words, and also laugh at all our raunchy jokes that we make at the same time, (laughs) which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, So, oh, I'm sorry. No, go. I was going to say, like, that's actually probably one of the most fun that we had in making the game was doing the deep Bible nerdity, but then also Mm -hmm. just, you know, having fun coming up with cards. Like, I mean, one of our cards is just wet dreams. Like, that's the entire card. (laughs) Um, And that is the most searched for we learned that a lot of people, a lot of people every single day are searching for Bible and wet dreams or some combination thereof. Didn't we just oh, go through really? that in Ezekiel recently? No, I, I, I think, feel like wet dreams came up in something recently. And that doesn't oh, really? surprise what? me. But. In, your Google, in your Google search history, is that where it came That's up? Where it came no, up. <laughs> no, I thought that... You found our site through that, yes. I thought it was some sort of biblical reference. Maybe I'm making this up, but yeah, I thought that that came up recently. Uh-huh. Like, Interesting. Yeah. That that's a fascinating tidbit. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that that would be a common. I guess it's like they want to know if they're sinning by having a wet dream. Is that the idea? We have actually gotten a f- like few emails from, and it's, it's sort of sad. Few emails from like young Christian conservative men who are freaking out about having wet dreams, and then like they're like, right. "What do you guys think about this? We read your card talk about this, your blog post, like, mm-hmm. and we're like doing pastoral counseling, being like, it's it's okay." It's okay. Like it's, you're right. it, it happens. It, it is in the Bible, and you're not sinning. Wow. Did you, in making this game, did you expect you were going to get into some pastoral counseling? Not at all. I've <laughs> never, never crossed our minds one bit. But the amount that has happened as a result has been very surprising. How funny. Now, so what is your background, if you don't mind yeah. sharing? Like that's what I'm interested were, in. Were you raised in the church? Did you go to seminary? Like, like what's how are you involved in this whole Bible thing? Yeah, uh, I can speak for myself and not my co-creator, um, though I could, he's just not here. Um, yeah, I was raised in the church. I mean, just, I was born on a Saturday, pretty sure they had me on the in the pews on Sunday. Um, <laughs> the church, family church background. I went to seminary for giggles, um, just because, not career advancement. I don't want to be a pastor. Just, huh, I want to do learn like Hebrew and stuff, because that's fun and, you know, 
cost effective. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just always been a Bible nerd and just have always enjoyed it. Except when I was an atheist wow. and then I enjoyed it a little bit less, but then came mm. back to faith later on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you, I mean, that's super fascinating. You don't, we don't have to go like super deep and like heady on this necessarily, but I am curious about that. I mean, just to give you a snapshot, all three of us, I don't think any of us, none of us identify as Christian anymore, but Emily was born and raised atheist. Jace almost went to seminary. I was raised, you know, evangelical. Like we've, we've all gone through, well, not all of us, but at least Jason, those of us who used to be Christian have gone through some kind of deconstruction process. Mm. And we keep making jokes about what if reading through the entire Bible in kind of this fun, snarky way actually is what brings us back. I'm, I'm curious to hear more <laughs> about your process there of kind of both going to atheism and coming back to your faith. Well, I mean, nothing drives you to atheism like going to a Christian college. Um, Amen. So, so, Amen. So, so there's that. Um, and I guess coming back to faith, uh, sort of in two phases, one was taking a philosophy class of all things um, and hmm. becoming like a philosophy nerd um, and having philosophical, not theological reasons hmm. for, for faith. Um, and then later on going to seminary and going to a more uh, liberal seminary where a lot of the uh, lies Sunday school teachers told were like deconstructed and dealt with and got good answers for things. And I was like, oh, I can believe in this in comparison to the crap that I was taught when I was a lot younger. Um, no offense to my mm. parents because they taught me a lot of things. Um, but yeah, like just having a different lens of looking at spiritual things just opened up a lot of possibilities, which is what we sort of hope mm. the game would also do. Like giving a little bit of snark at the Bible um, so people can dive into it more. Like the, the best thing that we've seen is people who play the game and then we'll get an email that says, I was so upset about such and such a card. And then I looked at the bottom of the card and read the verse and went, oh, that's, uh. that's there. All right, now we have to wrestle yeah. with this. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a particular card that you found people get the most upset about consistently? Um, Wet dreams. <laughs> oddly enough, no. I think they're just, they, when they I find that it's in the Bibles, they're like, oh, sweet, great. Um, we, I don't know if there's one that's the most consistent. The things that we've definitely gotten the most flack for are the ones where we haven't changed anything on from the Bible. Oh, wow. And someone gets upset, and then we're like, did you read the verse at the bottom? And then we don't get a response <laughs> email. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's always the most fascinating. It's just like that. You've never read the Bible. You've just been mm. mad at what you think is in there when there's so many things you could be mad at instead. <laughs> right. Right. That's, I mean, that's so funny because that was one of the sort of inciting things for making this podcast mm. was this idea of so many people. So there was like a survey that was done some number of years ago. We talked about this in some of our early episodes, trying to determine how, what percentage of people have actually read the whole Bible. Yeah. And the number that they came back with was insane. It was like, one in five people. It's like bullshit. Yeah. Not, not even, a, not, no chance, no chance at all. Mm. And, and kind of looking into it more, it was all just people's self accounting of whether they think they've read the whole Bible. And then went down this rabbit hole of say you went to a church that follows the lectionary and you were there every week for the whole three year cycle. Or even if you attended daily mass, what percentage of the Bible will you have heard by the end of it? And it's like at most, 30-something percent. Yeah. Right, it's a tiny amount. That's amazing, so, small, all, wow. Yeah, uh-huh. so just that thing of like, 
will will be some of the few people who've read the whole thing. <laughs> that's I wild. will be somebody who's never been you know introduced to this before. Now that's kind of amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Wow. And a shameless plug for us. Um, we yeah, please responding to that. Like we made a lectionary. Like we have our own uh, revised uncommon mm. lectionary, partially for that reason. As we were like trying to figure out, all right, what are the passages that don't show up in the lectionary? And I'm someone who's had to preach. I guess not had to, but has <laughs> preached from the lectionary, and went oh, you guys just cut out a hell of a lot of things. Or Uh like one passage, they'll just like cut out certain verses because that's, it's difficult to preach from that. Oh, there's even that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for sure. So we're currently in the process of reading Ezekiel. And that's one of the ones that for hundreds of years would never get read, was even expressly forbidden to read it by women or men under 16 or something like mm. that. It was like expressly forbidden within the Jewish faith. It's just like, it, yeah, it's wild how much there is like that. that. in Songs and Solomon, because it was just too hot. You can't, gotta leave, yeah. gotta leave those alone. I'm very excited yeah. for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we've really been hyping up yeah. Song of Solomon. Because I think once we get through the Psalms, like it's going to be such a breath of fresh air. Oh, I'm sure. Of, like sexy, sexy fresh air. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but weird sexy. Don't get too excited, Emily. Oh, okay. It's weird sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well... Yeah, something that's also been really interesting coming back to this is... So I I left the church probably around 16, 17, 18 or so. And when I come back to the Bible, it's really interesting how I'll come across a particular passage. And and if I don't understand it, like immediately my Sunday school training comes up Mm. of the very evangelical Mm. lens of, well, this is what this means. It's probably about Jesus. And that's what we're talking about. (laughs) And it's very much like a fact. And that's also been interesting that sometimes we get that from listeners of the show where we'll come across a pastor and be like, oh, this is weird. I wonder what this means. Oh, I don't know about this. And then either a listener or sometimes a blog post that we'll stumble upon when we're recording a bonus episode will be so black and white about, Mm. no, this is what it means. It's about Jesus. This is how you interpret it. And this is correct. And, And I guess it's really interesting that when you have a card game like you guys have made where it's there's very little interpretation it seems like like was it intentional that you were were just wanting to just kind of straight up rip the words out of the text and not leave anything you know not include any commentary or or interpretation we went back and forth on that and it's it's the example you gave is funny because we have one of our um, question cards is when good christians don't understand something in the bible they add yes. jesus and <laughs> fill in the blank um, yes. so <laughs> when, when we were putting this together like some of it, our intention was very clearly to just take passages out of the Bible, no, you know, no commentary. Mm. We do have some cards that are uh, are commentary, but that's commentary on Christian interpretations of things that clearly shouldn't be the interpretation of things. So, like, what's that famous? Um, was it Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? Like, I know the plans I have for you, say the Lord. And like, our card is something along the lines of uh, God's plans being that you're long dead before his promises are fulfilled. Like in context, the passage is saying, the promise is not for you. You're going to be dead. We're trying to take care of your grandchildren, but everyone's like tattooing this on their arms in Sunday school. And we're like, yeah, that's that's not this. And then there was one Mm. of those, um, was it Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And like our card is something along the lines of, um, like, but that's not what the passage means because we had a friend who made a joke that like, yeah, you can, justify anything through that passage. Yes. I'm on crack because that's what the Lord's empowering me to do. Like, no, that's Mm. probably not what that means. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that now because, I mean, we, a couple weeks ago, we played through and we went through like almost every single white card when we were playing (laughs) because it was a party of like 10 people or something like that. And we all just had a great time. Now, we we don't have the expansion packs. We just have the base pack so far. Gotcha. 
Um, but yeah, I do remember that, that there is a little bit of almost kind of like this meta commentary on the most common interpretations of things like that. You know, I, I think it, if I recall, it was something about how I can justify literally anything that I do mm. by saying, I can do all things through Christ yeah. and then it's okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of wondering, you know, so you have a particular perspective because you, you know, like you said, you were raised in church, you went to seminary. You left the faith for a while. You came back to the faith. And I'm curious about where you stand now. You know, so, so doing this, taking the stance, being a little snarky, pointing out the nastier bits of the Bible or the funnier parts of the Bible or the more awkward parts of the Bible. Do you think that doing that can actually deepen one's faith? Or do you think that this is more about just mm. finding some distance and perspective and maybe discouraging being dogmatic about one's faith? Uh, both and. Um, I would definitely say that like the process of doing this, I mean, so this came about... Um, I think I was probably midway through seminaries when we started creating this. And it, yeah, it was, it was both and. Like having that perspective and that distance from the Sunday school, first naivete faith, and just diving into the text through rabbinical study. Like raised conservative Christian, but think, hey, let's read the Talmud. You know, let's read the Mishnahs. And mm-hmm. like, yet this is, you know, a Jewish text and we're pretending that it's Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the snark comes mostly out of the fact that the Bible itself is very snarky and there's a lot of humor and there's a lot of like, dark things that make me laugh. Very dark. And like, so I guess like the perspective sort of changes as I read now. So in, when I come across something I don't understand, I don't immediately go, oh, is it mm. Jesus? Um, so I was listening to the uh, the live show earlier. Oh, okay. And when you guys were in the Ezekiel mm. talking about, there's a line about feet. Uh, I think Jay said something about like, there's a lot of there's like feet, a lot of feet. A lot of feet lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, very feet focused. And yeah. immediately my brain went to the fact, well, wait, this is this is the Hebrew Bible. Sometimes feet is a euphemism for penis. Oh. Oh, also for pooping, I think we learned for covering your feet. Right. Oh, yeah, that's covering. Yeah. So the covering feet, the poop thing, there's some commentators say that that's for poop. That was with Saul. For Saul. Oh, but, yeah. then, but then didn't Ruth... Ruth was right. the one who like slept near Boaz's feet or oh, something. Uncovering of feet. Uncovering, right, yeah. Right, I remember yeah. that. And so like, there's belief that some people say that the covering of feet is really about poop, is really just trying to put a euphemism on top of a euphemism. Like, it's really all about penises. Like, the entire mm-hmm. thing is about penises, but it's, you can't say penis in church, so <laughs> it's about poop instead. Slash feet. <laughs> wow. Slash feet, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. That's a, that's a clever ruse, though. You like admit that it's a euphemism. Right. But- but lie about what the euphemism is. <laughs> but, it's, but it's like, it's yeah. a brown herring, really. So whomever Sorry. translated this, they just decided, okay, or perhaps like at the time, this was, yeah, I guess, the common thing to say that feet equals poop equals penis or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the penis to poop, that's a later commentator. To, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Wow. I I guess I just wonder like why why do you think because this is the first time that I've read any of this and I'm pretty shocked and I've I have only read until Ezekiel. I really don't know much about the New Testament. Um, only like what I've heard through just living, you know, in America and in our society today. <laughs> but I I am shocked and surprised at how angry. Uh, God is in the Old Testament, just angry and vengeful and wanting to kill a lot of things and saying uh, how much he's going, all of the crazy things that he's going to do to the people who don't worship him in the right way. Mm. So what do you make of that? Because I still am trying to grapple with what that is and what that means. 
one of the, I think for me, the thing I've come down with is the Bible, all of the various books are still written by people yeah. who are trying to like, you know, figure out their relationship with their higher power and with each other. And most of the Hebrew Bible is either written during or after times of oppression. Mm. Um, like I was reading a couple different books about the idea that like these are trauma, that the, the Hebrew Bible and some of the New Testament should be considered trauma literature mm. or like decolonial literature, like people yeah. who are getting screwed over left and right. Um, and when you're grappling with that, sometimes you say, yeah, my enemies should be, babies should be thrown against walls and trampled under feet. And well, who would be, a, and if our God loves us, he should be on board with that. Mm. Um, so sometimes like that, that's the lens I always look through that it's not necessarily, you know, a higher power who's thinking, yeah, let's wipe those people out. Right. Though we have a lot of that in the Hebrew Bible as well, <laughs> sure, as it's the people mediating what they're feeling. That's really interesting. Which is, you know. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that has been a funny thing that we've come back to over and over again when we go from book to book, especially. And, right. and you know, Yahweh in the translation we're reading, but God, it seems to have somewhat different attitudes from book to book. And it's that question of, is this God's attitudes changing? Or is it just that we're hearing it through the lens of a totally different person? Like maybe mm-hmm. if they're getting messages at all. So like, let's say we believe that. If they're getting messages at all, maybe they're in sort of a vague way that they have to interpret. And so then we're getting it through the misogynist lens of Ezekiel. Yeah or we're getting it through the sort of homoerotic lens of David or whatever it is, you know. It's sort of that question of how much can we trust, you know, the the characters in it that they're actually getting the messages they say they're getting. Mm. Yeah. It's like, do we look at the Bible to give um, direct or indirect characterization of God or of people? Like just Mm. people who are trying to figure out what it means to like, you know, live in the midst of pandemics and Mm. like oppression and like, that person stole my goat and I hate them right now. Do I kill them? No, that's bad. Okay. Uh-huh. I love that interpretation yeah. of it. Because again, going and looking up stuff online so often it is very black and white and very, this is the correct thing and everything else is wrong and that's it. And and yeah, kind of bringing it back to the humanity of the whole thing and understanding what this group of people was going through at the time. That, that really, yeah, I, I think puts a different spin on it. and makes it more understandable in my mind because so often I'm like, wait a minute, how are people reading this and getting, you know, feelings of goodness and I understand and I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and that's just obviously my interpretation, but but I, I understand, yeah, where you're coming from and, and that interpretation is different. Right, Emily, I, I don't think you've gotten to the point yet where there's a lot of like, God loves you. No, not <laughs> yet, not much. I haven't seen much no, of that No, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I'm just kind of like, wait, what are people getting out of this? I don't know, but yeah. Uh, so so I, I did have a quick question, Ben, that we didn't cover this. So the, the lectionary that you made, is it similarly like only covering a percentage, but it's specifically around stuff that doesn't get covered? Or is it a different lectionary that covers everything, but takes 10 years to read? Or what's the, how does that work? <laughs> if it takes 10 years to read, you're doing something wrong. Um, so no, it's, it, uh, it's like the regular lectionary in that it covers all of the Sundays in like a, sometimes like one cycle, like every Sunday in the year. And then like the high holy holidays, though we don't really call them that. And it's trying to cover the texts that don't get covered in the regular lectionary. Mm. So we're trying to pair the themes of the regular lectionary with passages that hit related things that no one ever talks about. So like those tough passages. I see. So you could kind of read it along with the regular lectionary and they're kind of connected. 
Yeah, bit. we've actually, oddly oh, enough, wow. we got emails from people who were saying that they were using that for their lectionary readings oh, instead wow. of, or in concert with, or instead of their regular lectionary. And a few people wow. who apparently preached from it and didn't wow. lose their jobs. So that's good. Cool. Oh, it's good. Good <laughs> sign. Okay, Excellent. Good sign. Gosh, wow. That's amazing. How cool. And How where, cool. where can we find that lectionary? I'm curious. On uh, www.agamefergoodchristians.com. Okay, it's there. Okay, cool, cool, Oh, cool. yeah, it's on this, in our store. I yeah. must have just missed that. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, well, so, I mean, this has been fantastic. I think we could probably talk about this for hours and hours more, um, but our bonus <laughs> episode time is limited. <laughs> but, of course, we do want to encourage all of our listeners to go check out agamefergoodchristians.com. In the store, you can buy... The base game, as well as I think you've released something like uh, sixteen thousand expansion packs <laughs> as well from from Seven, just counting yeah. on my fingers. Okay, <laughs> counting on my sixteen thousand fingers. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, it's been it's been popular enough, and you've had enough source material yes, to indeed. expand from there. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah I do want to say that, that Dedeker and I did play this with my family, like Dedeker mentioned. Did they uh, enjoy over it? Thanksgiving. Oh. Loved oh. It. So, so many good. moments, of, like crying, Excellent. crying, laughing around the table. It was oh good. And this is also just in case people are wondering. I think at that gathering of a wide variety of experience with the Bible. Mm. So it wasn't mm-hmm. all just Bible nerds or people who had been raised Christian, like all kinds of different backgrounds and and touch points yeah. to the Bible. And still, everybody had a good time. So uh, it was great. Yeah, everyone from my dad who went to a private Christian college as well, and he was really raised in it. To me and my brother who were raised in it when we were younger, and then my half-siblings who were not raised with it at all. Uh, and so even like being related part of the same family, but having different levels of experience cool. was really cool to then. There were a lot of moments where Dedeker and I would be able to have that moment of, well, this one's the story of where... We're like, oh yeah, the golden hemorrhoids, you should read that one. Oh, it's yeah. a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Love it that. is a classic. <laughs> Let's put some of those up on my wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for the work that you've done in this space. Thank you very much for inviting me and thank you for the work that you guys are doing in this space. Thanks. Oh, thank you. 